You're listening to We Just Love Sussex, a podcast brought to you by Just Love. We're a group of Christians in Brighton who believe in God's call to stand up for justice, from the global to the local. Join us as we chat to and hear from incredible leaders who are doing just that, and be inspired as to how you can do the same in your student days and beyond. Today we have our very first podcast guest, Chris Wiles. Um, Chris, why don't you start off by sharing a little bit of your story and how you got into MT and fitness? Um, great. So, uh, it's, yeah, basically, so MT is about um, it's just an organisation where we're trying to help men become physically, mentally, and spiritually fit for purpose. Um, and the key word there is purpose. Um, and we go on a bit of a journey together and we, we, we try and... Um, talk about matters that are important to men and a lot of that's influenced by a book called um, Wild at Heart by a guy called John Eldridge um, but my kind of heart for for this sort of thing I guess started about three and a half years ago because um, that's when my um, dad passed away unfortunately and he'd had a sort of year year long kind of battle with, with his own mental health um, and about six months after that I kind of stumbled into St Peter's Church in Brighton and um, went on the Alpha course um, met some great people and um, found, found a real faith and um, found a new purpose and a new kind of um, reason for being or, or meaning to my to my life, which I think I'd, I'd lost a little bit. And um, I think what was interesting is that I've been on the journey kind of like the last two years of becoming sort of physically, mentally, spiritually fit um, for my purpose. And obviously that's always developing and always evolving. Um, but I, uh, I ended up doing an internship year at St. Peter's and that's when I had this sort of um, vision or dream or heart or whatever um, to kind of just launch something, just get something going um, for men. Um, just felt like, I mean, I remember looking around churches thinking, where were the blokes at? <laughs> you know, so, um, <laughs> um, so I just, I just wanted, I just wanted to see that happen. And, and it's amazing because we I basically just started it, me and, me and three other blokes, we just went and did some, some fizz and, had a bit of a chat after and it's kind of evolved con- consistently um to now where there's it's quite a serious framework and we we have these really interesting chats with people and it's it's interesting the men that that show up because it's very broad um to be honest when i started it i just thought it'd be some some lads like me but i actually had a real heart for seeing like the broad range of men showing up um and that's what we've got which is a massive blessing and it makes us quite a rich uh, place to be quite a rich community to be a part of cool uh that's so great that you like managed to bring something so good out of like a really hard terrible time in your life so what does it look like on a week-to-week basis um what constitutes mt fitness so um so we kind of have three sessions a week um two of those are like fitness sessions so thursday evening is like 7 to 8 30 p.m on zoom at the moment um and we start off with the thing is a little bit it's a little bit hush hush it's a little bit fear of the unknown um which is that's kind of kind of important because life's like that and you don't always know what's around the next corner and, and part of what we want people to be able to do is just to be like okay this is something i want to be a part of come along to it um, and see but in general what we do is we have a bit of fitness and we have a bit of guided discussion um and so we'll look at kind of where we're finding challenge what's given us life um 
that'll be kind of like the opener and then yeah we'll get in get into the fitness and then have a bit of discussion towards the end the fitness is always the fit side of it is always challenging it's supposed to be hard it's not a type of um or come along and you know if you want to sit out you can sit out and it's okay because actually um my belief is that you don't get the choice to sit out of life but it's just going to happen to you and it's either you're going to take it and deal with it and roll with it or or not so um that's that's we don't we don't um force people but that's kind of the encouragement is like you can do more than you think that you can mm. and actually if you just put the effort in now be purposeful you're here for a reason you've logged on to zoom at seven o'clock on a thursday evening do it you might as well um mm. and then we so we also have saturday morning 9 a.m to 10 a.m so that's slightly more fizz slightly less discussion um and then with a guy called james bailey from saint peter's church um we do a bible study 7 15 to 8 um, on a Tuesday morning obviously that's more focused towards the Christians seeing as it's Bible study um, the other stuff is is not so necessarily like obviously Christian although of course it has its has its undertones cool that sounds so great and yeah I totally agree um, but like if you want to grow you've got to be challenged first and you've got to step outside of your comfort zone so yeah. even though it's a little bit uncomfortable very necessary um, so we've talked a little bit about mental health and this year's obviously been like hard for everyone in different ways, but mental health has really come to the forefront of conversations. Um, can you talk a little bit more about, um, how you understand mental health and you think what you think some of the challenges are that you think guys especially face? Yeah, uh, really good question. Um, I mean, the, the, the challenges that men face are as broad as, you know, people on the planet. We've all got, we've all got stuff. And that's something that we try and explore um, through, through MT and actually just through having friendship. I think it's really important. Um, there's a, in this, in this book that is, it's not a perfect book, um, Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. It's, it's written by a bloke, so it's got flaws in it. Um, but he's got this concept of there being a question that, all men are trying to answer um, and that question is um, do I have enough do I have what it takes can I cut it um, and actually the answer to that question especially if it gets answered negatively in our childhood and it's kind of like a no or society tells you it's a no or as you get into adulthood you know the world around you is saying no not really that's massively detrimental um, we're having a chat this morning um, with a guy who's um, talking about his um, sexuality and trying to trying to bring it out to his to his parents and the fear of them being disappointed in him and how crushing that would be. It's, it's, I mean, he's basically asking them the question, "Am I enough for you?" and them saying no, yeah. um, which is massively massively powerful. So I think that that plays a massive role as you go into society, as you go into the world. You kind of step out of childhood, and you've got a society in the world that's saying, "No, you're not enough. You need to do more. You need to have more of this. You need to have more of that, and whatever." And it's actually trying to just find our identity in, in ourselves and knowing that intrinsically we're enough. And of course, we can always improve and always work on ourselves. But I think there's definitely, like, in this current climate, loneliness is, is, is really, really a problem. And I think we see that a lot um, in our own friends and ourselves and everyone around us. And then um, we're trying to really encourage everyone to just reach out, um, basically. Um, it's this idea of if someone crosses, crosses your mind, send them a message why not um and I, i've got a big heart big kind of <laughs> i'll tell you a story so 
it was my birthday a few weeks ago, November 1st. And um, me and a few mates, five, five friends at a Chinese restaurant in Peacehaven. We'd, um, we'd gone for dinner and um, I just noticed that like a lot of what we were talking about was just, just banter and it was fine and whatever. But actually I was in a point where, I, to be honest, I was feeling a bit low on confidence and for whatever reason, that's an interesting exploration anyway. I was like, look, I don't, I don't want to be like this. And it just reminded me um, of my dad's funeral um, when all these people turned up who I'd never met before in my life. And they were all coming up to me saying, oh, your dad's amazing, or he did this for me, or what you said in your eulogy is so true. Like, yeah, he always had time for people and all the rest of it. And I loved him so much. Um, and, I, and I remember thinking at the time, I was like, well, it's a bit late. You know, you didn't, did you, did you tell him that when he was alive? And it, and it, it's just this weird thing where we have it in our culture, where we just wait until someone's, someone's passed away before we, we tell them how much we loved them um, and how much we appreciated them and valued them. And I think we do that as a culture in our friendship groups. So our big thing is just trying to, I mean, you can have a bit of a laugh when you're both in the same kind of wavelength. It's fine. You know, it's good to humble each other a little bit, but actually we need to just swing the balance the other way a little bit. And, you know, if you really appreciate a friend and they've crossed your mind, send them a message, mate, I really appreciate your friendship. I just want you to know I've always, I've always valued you so much and you're great because of this and that and whatever. And then um, you don't know that, that, you know, you can never say, oh, this is going to help or whatever, but I think it's just a different, different way of living. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know what, last time we chatted and you said about the idea of every time someone crosses your mind, like drop them a text. I'm trying to practice that a little bit more in my week. And it's like such a good idea. I really rate it. Um, so we touched a little bit on like guy banter and how that is very normal. Um, perhaps we <laughs> perhaps we could touch a little bit more on like toxic masculinity. How do you see that? How do you see it playing out like here and now for guys? Yeah. Such a good question. It's so interesting because I think a couple of years ago, I hated the uh, just the concept of con toxic masculinity, like the idea that people would talk about it. For me, it felt like um, it was just brushing masculinity in general as being toxic. Um, and I, I really, I really disliked it. I, because I came from a kind of like a bit of a rugby lad kind of background or whatever um, in, in another life. I just thought, I just, it, to me, it felt like a massive attack. I'm just me, just trying to be me. Um, and it felt like there was this move towards trying to take the wildness out of out of men, trying to subdue like manhood and, and that's how it felt. Um now that's not really accurate and I, I I do believe in there is toxic masculinity and it is prevalent and it is uh scary and I and what I um think what I think about it is that I think um as men we we traditionally have been very focused on on strength and showing strength and presenting strength in whatever way um the problem is is that if that doesn't come with gentleness um then it then it becomes toxic so um for example you can have a leader who's who's insecure in himself and trying to present strength um picking on picking on weak people putting people down you know his his jokes won't will be targeted towards people and actually they're not jokes that you can give back to him and if it's not a joke that you can give back to somebody then it's not a joke it's just abuse um 
So, for example, if someone says a joke to me about my hair or whatever, right? If I can't then send a joke back about their hair, then it's what, what we're doing, not doing anything. It's just coming out of insecurity. It's not banter. It's just weakness from your part. Um, so that kind of like fake strength um, is toxic and it leads to abuse and it leads to violence and it leads to outbursts of aggression. Um, so when you go to a nightclub um, or whatever, if, uh, if you do or maybe you don't, I don't know. Um, but like, and you know, there, there are guys out there who get a bit drunk and all of a sudden this insecurity comes out, this need to fight. And, and they, that's part of, it's, it's slightly different as well. It's not just insecurity. There's something in memory like we just want to, we want to exert this energy that's built up in us. Um, but that, that is, to, is toxic because it's not constructive. We're not, we're not building anything. We're breaking things down. We're breaking each other down. We're breaking our families down. We're breaking our communities down. So that's toxic, right? So it's yeah. got to come. We've got to have the gentleness part of the equation. And I think that's something that, we, that Jesus showed us. It's something where, like, you look at Simon Peter, Simon the Rock, the original Rock. Um, he... He was very much on the strength side of the equation and he wanted to like show his prowess and he was always gunning and he was very wild and very adventurous. And these are things that Jesus saw in him. We were like, yes, we can use this. His willingness to go into danger is powerful. You know, that's why he was the first one um, to go at the Pharisees, the first one to raise someone from the dead, whatever. Like he was, he was the one who was willing to take the risk. He was a risk taker, but he didn't have gentleness. He didn't have compassion. He, and that's what Jesus was bringing out in him. And so even in Gethsemane, he's, he's trying to lob a bloke's head off and slices off his ear with a sword. He's like, Jesus, like, what are you, how have you not got this yet? What are you doing? Um, and he brings about this, this gentleness in him and this compassion that we see, we see later in Acts, which is, which is really beautiful. Um, so yeah, if toxic masculinity is, is there, and I think it goes on both sides as well. I think if you don't have the strength part, if you don't have the willingness to stand firm in your beliefs, if you're going to bow down to external pressures all the time um, and you're not going to follow through with what you believe in, you can be lovely and everyone's made uniquely and, and individually for purpose. But I think you need to have some balance, some balance with both. Yeah, for sure. I feel like what you touched on there is really interesting in terms of how we treat other people and even how we treat ourselves, like mm. very much comes from our own insecurities mm. and yeah, it takes a strong person to kind of to step back, realize that, reevaluate, and then think about how you're acting around other people. Well, yeah. like, so, is it is it stronger for you to go? Do you know what? I really value you, and I really mm. appreciate what you're doing here. Or to go, haha, you you know this and that, and then yeah. if that jokes back at you and you can't take it, that's weakness, mm. isn't it? So I feel like much of it is like our vulnerabilities, and we're afraid to be vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and then that's where a lot of it all comes from. Well, again, how much more strength would it be to be like, actually, guys, I'm actually something I'm a bit self-conscious about at the moment. There's something that I'm struggling with at the moment. And do you know what? I just appreciate your support in it. Yeah. For me, that, that takes more boldness and more bravery than the kind of like the cowardice alternative, which is just to like poke things out at other people to try and, to try and hide it. It's just running away from reality and it doesn't mean that everything about us is bad and sad and whatever but it's just like I think I think we've just forgotten what strength actually looks like and what that actually means is that Craig Groeschel he wrote a book called um fight and he's got a quote in there which is something on the lines of um the strongest man is not the one who lifts the most weight but the one who has the most faith 
that that for me is so powerful because I think that sums up that kind of like toxic masculinity mindset of like we're always trying to show like oh I'm the biggest guy I'm the strongest guy I've got the most power I've got the most money whatever actually it's bugger all to do with that mate it's um it's to do with your faith it's to do with your yeah heart. yeah this leads us really well onto my next question so the church especially the 21st century western church is very female heavy you look around on a Sunday, you know, there's a little bit part of you that's like, where are the guys? Like, where have they gone? Um, do you want to expand on that a little bit? Yeah, like, 100%. I mean, as I said, like, my, I mean, my first thought, I was very lucky that I met this guy, James Bailey, who's just like me. And I think he, he, he he's told me since he'd been, like, praying for just another bloke to rock up in church because he's, like, you know, getting a bit lost. Yeah, I mean, the first, the first thing says that there are, there are guys in church. Um, it's just it's just like they're a specific type of guy and there's nothing wrong with them it's like they were made by god specifically to be that kind of person but there is a type of guy that doesn't come to church and these guys are usually like in the words of david morrow i think who wrote the book why men hate going to church they're risk takers fun lovers and dangerous like dangerous men and um you, you don't see those guys in church. You don't see risk takers. You don't see slightly wild fun lovers. Mm. You, know, you don't see dangerous men. And, and these are all traits that um, Jesus saw in Simon. And that's why he selected him, I, I believe, to be the rock upon which he could build his church that, could not, that Hades could not overcome. Mm. Like, this is the guy. Like, yes, he's totally, he's a bit of a loose nut. He's a bit reckless. He's a bit wild. But he's willing to go into the danger. He's willing to take it. He's willing to take the risk. He's the one who will leap from the boat. And so the thing is, is that Jesus gave Simon purpose. He gave him a mission. The problem in the church is that um, for men, we, there isn't a mission. There isn't a purpose in the church. So there's no battle to fight. There's no adventure to be lived. There's no beauty to be fighting for. Mm. So without that, there's there's no purpose. It's like in it's like the military. If there's no war on, the military always struggles with recruitment because why? What's the point? Unless okay, it's good money and travel the world a little bit. But whenever there's a war on, bang, recruitment goes up. I think at the, the church, there is a spiritual battle always happening, and I don't think the church uses or deploys or equips men and yeah. uses their skills to fight that battle. Mm. So that's why you don't see the church there. There's um, there's a great quote I think I said to you when we last chatted, which is that your organization is specifically designed to achieve the outcome that it's achieving. So the church as an organization, the outcome that it's achieving is a certain type of guy doesn't come to church or isn't involved in church or isn't Christian or whatever. That means that the church is specifically designed to achieve that outcome. Mm. So like one example of that is that, you know, you, you will know of men, husbands, whatever, boyfriends, just people knocking about, who don't really come to church, but there'll be, you know, mechanics, carpenters, business people, whatever. Like, mm. Why isn't the church using those skills to serve the community? So if we have a load of carpenters or mechanics, so let's say mechanics, right? That's a good example. Why don't we have free oil changes at, at our church on a Sunday or to go out and do stuff? You know, give them a way to serve practically with the skills that they have, the skills that they've been made for. Um, why that doesn't happen i don't know i don't know because we we're very good at um providing opportunities to serve in a in a way that um most women are, are really comfortable with um 
which is great. Like, there's nothing that's good, but we're just not good at providing those opportunities for men. Um, and so when I'd finished my internship at St. Peter's, like two two months later, I was having a chat with James and I was saying, mate, I just, he was like, look, why do you feel like you've kind of fallen? Why do you feel like you're a bit adrift from the church? I was like, James, was, you're not using, the church doesn't use me. It's got nothing for me. Like, what do you want me to do? You know, it's not giving me a mission to complete or, or a challenge to, or a battle. It's not giving me a battle to fight. Um, and I don't think the church needs to do that for me. I've, I've been, I've got, I've, I have a battle that I want to fight and who knows what happens in the future or whatever. But um, if you want, if you want men in church, you need to give them a purpose. You need to give them a mission. You need to give them an adventure and a battle. And, um, and it just doesn't, doesn't quite do that at the moment. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, the church is stereotypically a very uh, middle-class female background and therefore everything that it does kind of rotates around that like it's very relational and a lot of socializing which is great but um yeah like you said like who's missing out because of that um so true back in last october i went on this thing called um, xcc extreme character challenge it's run by a company called 4m um the guy who runs it's a guy called uh, james ray brilliant guy but he's he was a rock climber injured his back whatever he's now a reverend um and he runs this four four day kind of retreat i think you can do it in wales scotland i think you do it in like morocco now or whatever basically they take you in the mountains they don't tell you anything absolutely nothing you have like no provisions they don't tell you how much food you're going to need they say like you've got like two liters of water they don't tell you when you're going to get it replenished like that would do for four days <laughs> it's like it's ridiculous it was flash flooding in Wales while we were doing it. So just everything was wet all the time. Um, the one night I was on sleeping on the side of a mountain for like the 30 minutes of sleep that you get. And there was literally a puddle like pooling on the bottom of our tent. I was like, had no clothes on trying to just because it was all wet. I should have worn it. Like the sleeping bag was wet. I was just, it was horrendous. Then in the next morning after that night, this terrible night's sleep, it was early, like the sun was starting to come up just about and there are these um there's this group of geordie lads from up in newcastle who had been pretty much moaning the whole trip you know the whole way oh it's so wet oh my feet are cold or oh, whatever and um they just started singing said there's some reasons and they just started singing it and there's like 140 guys or 100 guys whatever on this trip and i remember them just singing it in the morning and i was like oh my word and we were just like on the side of this mountain it was horrific just like the worst weather I've ever experienced in my life but I've never felt closer to God I've literally never felt closer to God and then I compare that to sitting I mean St Peter's I'm sure Emmanuel you know they do great services and stuff but I'll compare that to sitting in in a home group with a cup of tea sat around you know on sofas I just yeah. like there's just I'm not doing it <laughs> you know yeah. and I think somehow we need to create that spirit in churches for men where we can go look here's how you can serve yes, let's take you out into the dangerous parts of the city and let's evangelise. Mm. It's dangerous and people are going to be aggressive towards you and people might, might you're just going to have to treat it with grace and calmly walk away and, and move on as Jesus asked us to do. And yeah, it's, let's go preach. Let's go, let's go share the love. Let's go round some old lady's house and fix up her counter. Let's go fix yeah. up a washing machine. Let's, yeah. you know. There's so many ways you can bless and serve a community. It doesn't just look like tea and cakes, you know. 
Um, just before we wrap up, I was going to ask. I do, I do me, like tea and cakes. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. No, nothing like, no one quote me on that. No, um, no. So we talked about mental health, and like statistically, one in four of us will have a mental health diagnosis or condition at some point in our lives. So even if we don't have it personally, we will know of people that do in our lives. What would you say? Um, like, how could we best support our loved ones throughout this, especially with lockdown and COVID? Yeah, I guess. What's your wisdom? But I think like what we talked about earlier, reach out. I think it has to be the way. Like we have to have the boldness. It's what's there's something, isn't there? It's like there's nothing sadder than two people who love each other and never tell tell each other. Mm. Like what what is that? What are we doing? Just you know. Um I just think we really need to be intentional with like, okay, I'm just gonna send this personal message. It doesn't have to be you don't have to have like a massive not everything has to be a massive heart to heart, not everything has to have tissues and whatever. And you know, you could just make, mate, how you doing? Thinking of you today, I hope you're right. You'd be like, yeah, dude, doing all right. And they'll be like, yeah, how are you? Yeah, great. And it could be literally just that. It doesn't have to be, oh, like, this is the story of my life every time. But it might lead to that. And actually, that person might need that. And I think we need to be willing to do that. And so I just really want to encourage, and Lizzie, like, that's quite cool that, um, that you've been doing that. Um, when someone crosses your mind, send them a message. Like we have this gift of technology that we've never had before. Mm. Like let's use it. Use it. Send them a message. How yeah. you doing? If you are feeling feeling a bit um like lost, a bit lonely, again, like reach out. Don't don't wait for people to come to you because they're not gonna know. They're not gonna mm. know unless you tell them. So have the have the courage and have the bravery. Just send a message to one of your friends or family and just be like, Look, guys, I'm I'm really struggling. And if they if they're like not having it. Well, they're not your friends just get rid of them forget them mm. message me <laughs> <laughs> i'm always up for having more friends <laughs> nice okay cool well chris thank you so much for coming on the first ever just love sussex podcast it's been yeah, a pleasure yeah. and a privilege to have you no thank um, you so much what an honor no worries and thank you guys for tuning in